Welcome back to the truth. Yes, you hear it again. It is my voice. I am back for the second tier show today. We are covering running backs. Niall, how are you doing? Doing great today. It's uh, your two for two right now on shows this year that you said you'd be a part of. So I'm feeling great. It's always great to have you back. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit rainy where I'm at right now in Arizona. I don't see it too often. So Got a little bit of a change of weather for this show, but hey, we're still getting it done, uh, and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be probably as good as QBs because running backs are also as important. No doubt, yeah. Today, instead of the 20 QBs we covered in yesterday's show, today we are covering 40 running backs. So brace yourselves. We're going to go a little quicker, but um, all together we're going to get all 40 guys that – should be on your lineups. It's about, I mean, if you think about it, it's like a 10 team. And then if you add, um, you put four running backs on each team, kind of this kind of how we're basing it off of. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it should be exciting. Um, running backs, I know for fantasy purposes, this is one of those shows that you probably have an interest to see because running backs are normally the first pick taken off the board. So we'll try to give you guys the best insight as possible, not only for the top running backs to draft this year, but some budget backs that uh, you can put at the RB2 or even flex position for your teams this year. So it should be exciting. Uh, whenever you're ready, do you think we should hop into it? Yeah, let's do it. I think you should start us off here with our tier five running backs. All right. So starting off in the fifth tier, um, again, with the tiers, me and Ben have different numbers. We have 40 total, but we put them in tiers. Um, some may have five, some may have 20. It just really depends on how we feel um, they are matched into the tier. But my fifth tier, I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell and in parentheses, most of the 49ers running backs. I've never liked the 49ers running backs, especially Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, the 49ers pride themselves on running the football. You know, Jimmy G's not out there throwing to um, weapons like Tom Brady has. So having a good running back is definitely one to be established. Obviously, they have more running backs in their system, but I really wanted to focus on Mitchell. I think Mitchell, yeah, you can argue he's good in the pass catching game, but Running game and running the football, I just don't see it fit. I'm also going to put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire there, and this is probably a shock to a lot of people. Um, I've never liked Edwards-Hilaire. I believe Jonathan Taylor, if I'm not mistaken, was in the same draft class as Edwards-Hilaire, and I put Jonathan Taylor at the number one running back in that draft class. Look where he is now, the one number one projected running back in this year's fantasy draft. Edwards-Hilaire does kind of fit the Chiefs system compared to Jonathan Taylor. You know, Jonathan Taylor, that more heads-up running back, running through the hole. Edwards-Hilaire is more of a pass-catching running back. But I feel like his running ability as a running back, with it being his main job, just really sucks. And so not really a big fan of him. I'm going to go with your old boy, James Conner, as well here. Um, James Conner, again, had a good year for the Cardinals. He had an okay career, I guess you could say, with Pittsburgh. He had some injuries, blah, blah, blah. But going on to the Cardinals, he really kind of transformed himself and transformed his career um, for me personally, I still don't really like what he's got. You know, I think more than anything, he fit the Cardinals system as a whole. Um, this year, um, I'm not too sure if I'm a big fan of him just by um, what I saw some film and also hearing some reports in, in uh, Arizona. Kyler Murray, obviously the center points of that team. I think the overshadowing of his passing ability and passing game is going to really affect James Conner. Melvin Gordon, not a big fan of him either. Ever since he requested um, a new contract, he's really been bad. He really has. He did kind of burst into the league and have an okay start, but as of late, really has not been performing well um, and definitely is not worth the money that he was expecting. Rashad Penny, um, similar situation, looking with Chris Carson being um, out for his career at the moment. He retired. Rashad Penny is going to be stepping into that role and being one of those running backs. I just don't see him fit. Um, if you look at a prototypical running back in the NFL, I think Rashad Penny doesn't really fit um, that, that build compared to other players. And that's one of the factors that um, really I just don't like about him, um, you know, being six foot, 150 pound. I just don't see how effective he has been for the Seahawks. He's not one of those main running backs, so not a big fan of him. Slimmer situation with Chase Edmonds. Never been a fan of Chase Edmonds. I don't know why, um, if I'm going to be honest with you. And then Kenyon Drake, kind of similar boat, um, not a big fan of him. He did move over to Oakland and kind of fill in that running back two role or even arguing um, running back one role. Still not really a big fan of Kenyon Drake. Um, I think more than anything, the biggest thing that the Raiders need is a good running running back compared to a pass catching running back. And I think Kenyon Drake is more of a pass catching running back, which could be good for fantasy purposes. But for NFL purposes, I put him in the fifth tier. 
that is my fifth tier. Okay, well, um, that was a shocker. Some of those names, like James Conner, shocked me a little bit. Um, but, hey, we got a championship talker over here and <laughs> a second-place runner-up talker over there. So um, I'm going to hop into it. I've got a lot of players in my fifth tier. First guy is James Cook, so younger brother of Vikings superstar Dalvin. Legend. Um, so we'll see. I think James Cook could get some action this year. I think they're still they still have a lot of – Devin Singletary in their lineup. And um, overall, Josh Allen's still going to run the ball quite a bit. So James Cook, we'll see what he does this year. He's a fifth-year guy. I'm not going to talk too much about these guys. Michael Carter on the Jets had a solid first year with the Jets. Nothing crazy. He did okay for a Jets player. So we'll see how he comes this year with Brees Hall in front of him on the depth chart. Third guy, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay now to KC, two really good teams still. Um, Ronald Jones, I think, will still get a lot of solid red zone carries and maybe some early down or late or early down, I don't know, running attempts here for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I still wouldn't put him above Clyde. Melvin Gordon, last year he split carries with Javante Williams. So we'll see. I don't think it'll be as split as it was last year, 50-50. I think it'll be more of like a 70-30 or even um, maybe more of a 60-40. I mean, we're really curious to see. This could really affect Javante Williams. But Melvin Gordon, just the guy maybe you have as a handcuff player. Chase Edmonds over to Miami now. I, on the other hand, was a fan of Chase Edmonds. He's got a lot of speed. And as a pass-catching running back, that's always solid as far as PPR leagues go. So Chase Edmonds, I think he – with the amount of running backs they have in Miami, with um, with Mostert, and I'm missing another guy I can't think of right at the moment. They've got three running backs right now. So Chase Edmonds, I would say stay away from. But if you really want him late and you need like a fifth running back, you might just take a chance on him. But he could he could progress. A guy I'm really excited about is Marlon Mack. Now he used to be. On the Colts, he was, even last year, he didn't get much playing time. He had been injured the last couple seasons, only played a combined seven games. But if you look two years before that, I know it's it's very rare to like look that far back and kind of base it off that. But he's a really explosive player, and he is the clear-cut number one running back in Houston. So I would not be surprised if he is a guy that you can get in the last few rounds that could really improve your team at least even a flex spot. Um, the next two guys I got are from Seattle. So I got Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. So Kenneth Walker drafted um, this year by Seattle. I think both those guys I would stay away from because, honestly, we don't know where they're going to end up, who's going to get more carries, who's not. So I would stay away from both those players in general. I think one of them will surpass and become the RB1 clear cut midway through the season. But as far as fantasy goes, I just don't think either of those guys are going to serve enough fantasy purpose for you. Next guy I have, I have to put him tier five because I think he will get less carries than he did last year. And I just think he is a bad football player is Miles Sanders. Um, He has killed lineups for the last three or two, three years. He, um, he doesn't get enough carries for how high he gets drafted. And um, unless he's sitting there in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, um, I would not take him. I'm not going to take him in any round possible because they've got other guys. And this doesn't seem the Eagles play calling. They just do not want him to get touchdowns, and they do not want him to get the ball enough. So he's not worth your time. A.J. Dillon. So A.J. Dillon's. Green Bay Packers, I think they could be really run-heavy this year, losing Devontae Adams and having a, a weaker receiving core as they have in past years. Um, so, A.J. Dillon, I think, is a guy you draft later and maybe hope he, he's definitely got a lot of touchdown dependency, but he could be solid. Um, Cordell Patterson, a guy that had an insane year last year. He finished RB9, I believe. And um, I would say this year, definitely not the same. I think last year was almost a fluke of sorts. No knock to him. I really do like him as a player. As Throughout his career, I loved him on the Vikings. Um, but I just don't think he serves enough purpose to be a top guy for you. But, he, like, again, another filler like all these guys are. And then my top three guys in Tier 5, I almost wanted to put in Tier 4. 
first guy is Devin Singletary, where I almost view him just like James Cook. I don't know. He's he's going to get some points, but he's very shaky. It's not going to be over 10, and um, it could be barely over 9. So, I mean, he's a really debatable player. I would stay away from him as well. Bill's running backs, I, I don't know. I think that James Cook could develop and be a really good running back in the future. But as of right now, both those guys, it's just too uncertain. Now, the next guy I've got is Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is going to be big, I think, still. He can be a solid flex option. And obviously, if Nick Chubb goes down, he is in clear-cut RB1. He has so much efficiency in this league. And uh, especially with Deshaun Watson most likely being suspended for the year, Kareem Hunt and that run heavy Browns offense, because that's really their only strong suit, will serve to be very well, I think. I don't know if he'll be as good as past years, but he'll still be solid. And then Tony Pollard, a guy I wish I could put at the three tier because I wish he played over Zeke. Tony Pollard is a better running back. I just watched film of Zeke yesterday. He looks like a Teletubby. He is huge. I, I cannot believe it. He, he got fatter somehow. So I would not be surprised if Zeke gets hurt throughout this year because he has not played to top shape. Or maybe if they just decide – Stop paying this dude so much money and give Tony Pollard the job. I'd love to see it. Tony Pollard is a really good running back, but I still have to put him at my tier five because Zeke's fat ass is still blocking him. But that's my tier five. Moving on to tier four, Miles Sanders. I ended up putting Miles Sanders here at tier four, and it was very much a close call between tier four and tier five. Ben obviously put him at tier five. Here is where I'm going to put him at tier four. I like the point you met um, about Miles Sanders killing fantasy teams because I've owned him pretty much every year the last two, three years in at least one league, and he would kill me. But, however, the Philadelphia Eagles realized um, during last season that running the football actually helped lead to um, a good amount of success for the Eagles. Now, whether that was Miles Sanders running the ball or somebody else, even Jalen Hurts for that matter, Miles Sanders and the Eagles running game was the key to their success. And I think that's going to continue this year. I'm not saying Miles Sanders is going to be lead back on the Eagles. I just really think that the running game established and um, kind of playing through it, Miles Sanders, just because of that, will go from a fifth tier to a fourth tier. Rex Burkhead. I'm putting Burkhead here in the fourth tier. You know, known for his Patriots tenure, um, but playing with the Texans last year. You know, he's getting a little bit older in age. Um, to be you know obvious off the bat and which that's a little bit interesting because running backs typically um the older they get you know they're less their legs are able to run he's 32 years old a good fit for the texans though he had actually a really solid year last year i think his age is going to be the biggest factor in him um, having success or not and i just don't see it really happening another big factor is that texans offensive line is just not that good um and running the football is definitely huge um or having a good established running game is huge through the offensive line David Montgomery, a little bit similar boat. Obviously, he's younger than Rex Burkhead, but the Chicago Bears' offensive line is really not that good. They pride themselves in their defense and hopefully trying to run the football. Nonetheless, uh, Montgomery on the Chicago Bears is going to be very valuable for fantasy owners as far as pass catching is concerned, but running the football um, and kind of ranking him in the tier due to, due to his size, uh, his strength, and then his, you know, obviously his talent. I'm just not really liking it. I'm not buying the hype. Um, I've never really bought the David Montgomery hype. I've tried him out before. It just really hasn't worked out. Antonio Gibson, um, this is another tough one. Um, I think the commanders realize that their running game or running back game revolves around J.D. McKissick and not Antonio Gibson. They tried kind of converting him into a running back, but really has struggled. It looks like sometimes he's not even trying. Um, I remember watching a lot of Antonio Gibson games and you know, obviously he's trying, but you look at his face and he does not look happy to be playing running back. McKissick's obviously the lead guy there. If you're looking for fantasy points, especially PPR leagues, definitely get McKissick. Gibson will get his carries as well as his pass catching, but he's going to be known for his carries and usually known for third and shorts, which don't really turn out to be anything unless you're at the goal line. Leonard Fournette, um, if I were to say this when he was with the Jaguars, he'd easily be a first tier or second tier you know, transitioned onto the Buccaneers. And ever since then, you know, again, he's getting a little bit older too. Um, not incredibly old, but still, he's getting up there. And like I mentioned, um, running backs, you saw with Adrian Peterson when he played, um, he struggled the older he got. Fournette's only 27, so still got time left, but he didn't really show too much promise for me to be a big buyer of him last year. 
And that is not the easiest thing in the world to do when you're playing on a superstar team like the Buccaneers were, especially with that running core alongside players like Ronald Jones. Also on this list, Sonny Michelle. That was the other running back I think you may have been thinking of on the Dolphins because he is on Miami this year, um, you know, along with those other players um, that the uh, Dolphins have at the running back position. Similar situation, as you mentioned, I believe it was with Chase Edmonds, correct, with the Dolphins? Yes, it was. Chase He's Edmonds kind of a, and, um, and Mostert as well. So those three all on the same team. And that's kind of my argument I'm going to make too, having that split time there with those three running backs. I mean, obviously three established running backs that can easily be RB1s, two or three in any particular order. Um, you know, his success I think is going to be altered a little bit just because of that core he's got there. So not a big buyer in him either. And he's also known for running the football. If you're in PPR leagues, definitely shy away from him. I'm going to put my boy Alexander Madison. He's gotten an increased role um, with the Vikings, you know, Dalvin Cook being injured as well as trying to preserve Dalvin Cook. He's got good intangibles. He's a really good player for the Vikings. He's one of those players that's going to get more um, reps. He's going to probably have a career year in yards, touchdowns, et cetera, just trying to preserve Dalvin Cook. The main reason why I put him at this fourth tier is his turnover concern. He fumbles the ball a lot, and that's expected with running backs, but he's kind of one of those players that fumbles too much. Um, shy away from him as well, just because Dalvin Cook's obviously that lead man there. But if they do need somebody to rely on, I think Alexander, Ma- Alexander Madison is definitely a guy you need. And then I'm going to go with Zach Moss too. Not a big believer in Zach Moss, really any Bills running backs um, for that matter, just because that Bills offense definitely revolves around Josh Allen in the passing game. Um, alongside Devin Singletary, um, you know, that Bills team is looking very good this year um, at the running back position. But I think Singletary, more than anything, is kind of more the main man. And there really isn't a big established man, in my opinion, at the running back position. So shy away from him as well. That's going to be my uh, fourth tier. Wow. Mind-boggling. Um, the fact that Niall just said Zach Moss in his fourth tier is absolutely insane. That is a third-string running back. I am going to keep you with the facts and the real running backs. Um, fourth tier has got to be all starters in my mind. They got to be at least split-time or starters. Niall named about three backups, if not third-stringers, just like I said. Um, very debatable list, Niall. I am just – I'm actually concerned about your fantasy knowledge this year. Sorry, I, I really hey, am. I'm doing all the research this year. Trust me. Believe in the hype. Yeah, who cares if he's a second-string or third-string running back? He still plays the game, and he's going to be a factor. Gary, watch this. Devin Singletary, I'm not trying to wish any harm. He's going to be out for an extended time, and Zach Moss is going to be a huge factor for them. But okay. not good enough to be higher than a third, second, or first tier. Well, um, okay. Well, let's just say Zach Moss is – going to be projected 0.04 points in week one you have to remember james cook they did draft for a reason let's get back to it clyde edwards hilaire is in my fourth tier Niall mentioned him in this fifth tier which is totally fair clyde has really not met his hype as far as um his other lsu alumni um from that same class they've been he's been very debatable i think he can still be solid but when you add a guy like ronald jones to the lineup too I just don't think Clyde's going to produce at a super high level. But the fact that he can catch the ball in PPR, like for PPR leagues, that's really valuable. So I still give Clyde a little bit of a, a little bit of respect. The next guy I got is Travis Etienne. Now, this guy could be a breakout bust. He's definitely on the cusp of a Tier 5 and a Tier 4 because he didn't even play last year. But if you think about it, he played with Trevor Lawrence. He is from Clemson. He had an explosive senior season. And unfortunately, he did get hurt last year. But this year, he could be back. Um, I don't know if i draft him personally. But he could have a lot of upside on a team that's very iffy altogether. But he could be very explosive, being able to catch the ball and just being able to get out of the backfield so quick. The next thing I got is J.K. Dobbins. Now, he was out last year as well. He did have a really good end to his season um, two years ago now that I mentioned it. Um, but he um, he's a guy from Ohio State, a really solid running back, especially on a run-heavy team like Baltimore. He's going to get his this year as, as much as Lamar is. So I would still give him solid flex to RB2 position. The next guy I get is Brees Hall. So drafted from the by the Jets, um, Brees Hall was, I believe, the first running back taken off the board. He – is very interesting. I, I don't know if I trust him enough to draft him, especially on a team like the Jets. But the Jets do have an, a, a surprising amount of weapons than they have in years past. And um, 
I think he could still get the ball with a rookie quarterback, and it just depends on how much time he's splitting with Michael Carter. The next guy is Damian Harris. I think a lot of people forget Damian Harris finished running back eight last year. He's a solid running back. He gets his carries. He he gets his big chunk yards. Obviously, not a he's not a guy that's going to win you a championship. But for a guy in by, like a guy you need in bye weeks, he's going to give you somewhat of consistent numbers and be pretty solid for you. The next guy I got on my list is Josh Jacobs, another guy that's not super high up in my perspective, but um, he can give you consistent numbers. The only thing I always worry about is if he's going to get injured, and he will at some point for a couple games. Um, but if you can stick through it, he'll give you consistent flex. I would say flex, um, low-end RB2 numbers. And the next guy I got is Antonio Gibson. Niall was kind of shitting on him, I'm not going to lie. Um, and Gibson finished the season really, really well. Out of his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, he averaged over 15 points. So that's really impressive from a running back. You got to look at how he finished the season off. And he finished off really well. And I think Carson Wentz only improves that in a way. Um, he's still a clear-cut guy. Obviously, McKissick will get some of those PPR points. But if you're in a half PPR, even PPR league, he's still going to give you solid running back numbers. Like I said, these are all RB2 kind of flex guys um, at most. Next guy is David Montgomery. I'm with Niall. I'm very questionable on him and what he what he's all about. I think Justin Fields still has so much he can carry, um, and he can run the ball so much. I just find it really debatable if Montgomery can rise to stardom and be an RB1 material. And then the next guy I got is just simply because he's a starter, is Zeke. He is – Barely in a fourth tier for me. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I, I've been a very big hater. If you've heard the times I've been on this show, I'm just so disappointed because he's a guy at Ohio State that was absolutely amazing. Guy in his first year in the NFL was just superb, and he has just played like doggy doo doo, man. And um, he's only gotten fatter. Like I said, he looks like a Teletubby. Zeke is the last guy in my fourth tier. And, um, Niall, I'm really curious to see who's in your third. <laughs> Moving into my third tier, I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt uh, leading things off here in the third tier. Obviously, um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the dynamic duo there in Cleveland. There is some uncertainty, though. Kareem Hunt has, you know, said he's voiced his displeasurement with the Browns front office agreeing or wanting to get a contract extension. Still up in the air for that. As far as running back play is concerned, I like Kareem Hunt a lot. I just don't know with Nick Chubb. You know, I had Kareem Hunt last year. Um, obviously, he missed time. But still, when I put him in my lineup, he just wasn't really performing. I'm kind of scared the same thing is going to happen here. I think his best fit is with Cleveland. But at the same time, you look at that Cleveland um, running back group, you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, fine. But don't forget about Dearness Johnson, who when Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were out, put on a stellar performance and really solidified himself as a potential running back to not necessarily in the Browns, but in the league. I just feel like with the running back core, similarly to the Dolphins, there's just not much upside of getting him. Now, if you're looking for one of those budget backs that you're going to want to get some PPR points, maybe um, if there's players in a bye week or your fourth or fifth running back, he's your guy, but I would just try to shy away from him. Damian Harris, I'm also putting at my third tier. Um, obviously the lead man there. I'm not even going to – Stevenson, Ramondre, however you say his first name, another running back there for the use. Uh, Damian Harris, though, I had him as well. Very hit-or-miss guy. It's really an emphasis on Bill Belichick and that team to run the football and play defense, especially with Mac Jones. You know, his, his style kind of revolves around um, playing the running game. You can't – or Mac Jones, I said, if I said Daniel Jones, I'm an idiot. Mac Jones – um, rather, it kind of reminds me of a mini Kirk Cousins just because of the way um, he uses the play action, establishes the run, and um, check down Charlie as well. And so it all really um, establishes around Damian Harris and that running back core. He does scare me, though, because he had many weeks where he would score less than five points. So a little um, hit or miss with that. Joe Mixon. I'm putting Joe Mixon here at the third tier. That's probably going to draw some eyes, um, some controversy as well. 
Joe Mixon, um, it's not necessarily that he isn't a good running back. You know, earlier on when he first started with the Bengals, he wasn't great. Last year, he definitely did a lot better. I did trade him, I will admit. I drafted him, and then I traded traded him not too long after. I do regret that. But going into this year, um, Joe Mixon does scare me just a little bit. Obviously, the Bengals' offense was very good last year, especially the passing game, which is something that I think is going to be reiterated um, this year, you know, and uh, trying to establish Joe Burrow. Running back system-wise, Samaje Piran and Chris Evans do round out the list, but I'm just a big not believer in Joe Mixon. I'm sorry. I just never – it's one of those players that unless I really have on my team and really show some outstanding talent, I'm just not a big fan of. Josh Jacobs, I'm putting him at the three-tier here. Josh Jacobs, another guy that's really hit or miss in my opinion. Kenyon Drake, um, the addition there has kind of not necessarily scared Josh Jacobs, but kind of wanted to awaken him and make sure that, you know, he is that lead running back coming out of Alabama. You know, his rookie year is phenomenal. Um, I guess not necessarily phenomenal, but still relatively good. Maybe a little bit scared um, if you're a fantasy owner with him playing the first preseason game, but, you know, head coach already said it's not big of a deal. So nothing to worry about there. One of those guys, a lot of these guys in my third tier, it's really hit or miss. It's kind of why I put them in the middle. Um, and I really think Josh Jacobs is going to be the same way. Devin Singletary, because Bill's running backs apparently caused so much controversy for me picking Zach Moss in my fourth tier. Devin Singletary I have here in my third tier. Similar argument with Zach Moss and um, even for the Bills team as a whole, their offense revolves around the passing game, which can be good for fantasy owners. Um, but if you're not playing in a PPR league, it's really not good because they're not going to run the football. That's already set in stone. Um, James Cook can get some carries. He is, okay, listed as the number two running back on the team. I think eventually that will be Zach Moss's spot because Zach Moss is not a bad player. And for some reason, um, that was such a big deal that I put him there, even though he's going to get tre- not tremendous reps. He's going to get a lot of reps this year. Singletary, wow. obviously, the, the lead wow. horse there. Hey, hey, you can believe what you want. I guarantee I'm going to revisit this conversation in four or five months from now. And I guarantee you, Zach Moss will be the at least the second best running back fantasy purpose wise on that Buffalo Bills roster. Anyway, we're talking about Devin Singletary. If you are going to pick one guy, it definitely is going to be him. And then I touched on this briefly, JD McKissick. Um, he's my third tier now. Antonio what? Gibson. <laughs> what? Let me explain. Antonio wow. Gibson is listed as the number one running back for the Commanders, but. As far as NFL running backs go, I think McKissick is a better fitted running back than Antonio Gibson. You got to remember, Antonio Gibson was not a running back in college. He eventually transitioned over from running back or to running back. JD McKissick, a well established pass rush pass catcher at the running back position. Fantasy purposes, it's definitely better to go with McKissick. You really can't go wrong with either or because they both. Not necessarily going to light up the stat sheet, but I do like McKissick as a better overall running back over um, Antonio Gibson. So that's my third tier. Now I can wait for you to laugh at me and make fun of me, whatever you want. I, I'm just curious who you're going to have in your second and first tiers. We're going to see how many players do you have. How how many players do you have left remaining? I got a good amount. The second tier is my biggest tier, so I got a good amount there. And then my first tier, I got eight. So we got a good okay, amount left. Um, you have a lot left. Just the guys I've heard so far, just mind-boggling in some in some way, shape, or form. Um, the first guy I got on my tier three list is Cam Akers. He's a really solid <laughs> player, and um, I know Niall will laugh, but I mean, I've already listed off so many guys. My tier three list is all RB one, RB two potential for sure. Um, Zach Cam Moss Akers, is RB two potential. I don't know how many times I have to tell that to you. I, if if Zach Moss, mark my words, we're at the 30-minute mark here. If Zach Moss is an RB2 in fantasy lineups at the end of the season, I will give you a grand. I will literally give you $1,000. I am um, writing that down. And wow. Please mark that down and send me the text message saved in the chat. That is freaking absurd. Um, Cam Akers, okay. Cam Akers, a really good guy. I I mean, I just don't think I could put him out of Tier 2 because I only have four guys in my Tier 2 and three guys in my Tier 1 because those are elite of the elite. Um, But Cam Akers, we'll see this year. He was hurt all of last season. But a guy out of Florida State, I have a lot of um, a lot of respect on. We'll see how he does this year on such a good Rams offense. Um, Gerald Henderson, we'll see how much – 
he takes away from him. But for the most part, I think Cam Akers is solid. Um, Zaquan Barkley is in my third. It's just hard to get excited about a guy like Zaquan because you know he's got the talent, but it's always, is he going to stay healthy? And that's a lot of players, but it makes it even worse if it's a guy that's gotten hurt three, I believe, three seasons straight now, is it? Yeah. I mean, he he hasn't stayed healthy, and he's a great player. Nothing against that, but um, he's got to stay healthy for him to serve any purpose in fantasy. And even as a player in the NFL, if he doesn't stay healthy this year, I, I almost consider his career over. Um, DeAndre Swift is another guy. I personally am not super high on DeAndre Swift. I do think the Lions have a lot of weapons this year, whereas last year Swift was the only weapon um, in my mind. So we'll see. Swift is still going to be a solid RB2, RB1 maybe. We'll see. Next guy is a very controversial guy, at least in my mind, is Javante Williams. Now, personally, I want to stay away from him because I do not know how many or what the split count or what the carry count is going to be between him and Gordon. Um, right now, it's looking like he has a starting job, but I don't think the way he's getting drafted, he's getting drafted um, third round, fourth round. It's it's not worth my third or fourth round to have a guy that could potentially get split carries. I personally don't want that. So I'm going to stay away from him. And especially with Russell Wilson there now, I think they're going to throw the ball more. Next guy I got is Aaron Jones. Now, fun fact, a lot of people say, well, A.J. Dillon's there. He might get better. It is actually looked at that Aaron Jones' numbers go up. Crazy enough, they go up when A.J. Dillon is on the field and playing getting solid reps. So that Aaron Jones a, that was more of a boring fact, not really a fun he, fact. He um he is <laughs> he is very efficient of, as a player and I know not as salty because I'm calling out his lineups. Um I, I just can't believe what he said so far. What did you have Elijah Mitchell you had him in your fifth tier you said? I did have him in their fifth tier and I'll keep him there. I like mm-hmm. listen to this. I know I'm interrupting your tier here, but Zach Moss will be a better fantasy player than Elijah Mitchell this year. It's a hot take. Okay, I'm not going to argue about it. Let's just get back to it here. Man, I just I, – I think Niles on crack. Um, Elijah Mitchell, definitely a tier three guy in my mind. He had a really good rookie season last year. And overall, I think with Lance there now, they're not going to have as much running because Lance is their quarterback. He's going to run. And then they got their RB1, Elijah Mitchell. They're going to use him somewhat because they're such a run-heavy team. They have been with Shanahan for so long. So we'll see how he does. Um, I don't think he'll be an RB1 or a guy that's going to win you a championship, but he'll give you solid numbers. He could, I would say he's definitely one of the lower RB2s on this tier three list. The next guy, James Conner. Now, I think you had him on your, you said fourth tier, right? Yeah. Fifth, um, fifth, fifth. Fifth, wow. Fifth, fifth tier. I think James Conner surprised a lot of people last year. I mean, Niall is tripping. James Conner was RB5 at the end of the season, only played 15 games, and really didn't get going till halfway through the season. I think the fact, and we hit on this earlier in the first QB show, um, Kyler Murray has no wide receiver weapons, and that may hurt the running game because they know all they're going to do is run. But James Conner doesn't have Chase Edmonds behind him in the backfield. It's only James Conner. This is a guy I want to zone in on the draft because he's going to get carries. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to be that guy. And um, I can't believe he's a tier five guy on this list. Next guy is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Now, this is a guy, he should be tier two. He's a great player. But the only thing people are not talking about is the fact that he has a court case in September, in late September. No one's talking about that. And I think that that really could prove to be crucial. If he's a guy you get in the second round and – Right now, they're speculating he will not get suspended. Um, but if he does, if he does miraculously get suspended, you're fucked. You are so screwed. If your RB if your RB one RB two is out, it's not good. So um, definitely keep an eye on him. Obviously, if he plays the whole season, he is that guy. Elm Kamara, I think, will be even better with Jameis Winston this year. Um, but yeah, we'll get on to the next one. Nick Chubb. I think Chubb is really good. I don't know if he falls into late second rounds. I don't know. Possibly he could. 
it really just depends on who you're drafting with. But Nick Chubb is an efficient player. Now, with the lack of wide receiver weapons, people know the ball is going to get ran in Cleveland. Now, it just depends on if he can just plow through them. I think he can personally. And he's definitely a guy, our solid RB2, if not low-end RB1 cusp. Um, and then the last guy I'm really excited about is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette loses Ronald Jones, and he finished in the last 11 games, I believe it was, he finished with the most fantasy points as far as running backs go. So Leonard Fournette is a guy on an offense that's really good that still has plenty of options to throw to. He can get a lot of play action work, and he's just going to get carries as the running back. Out of camp, they have said he's looked a little big, but he said he's shedding off pounds pretty quickly. So we'll see. He finishes RB11 last year, but I think he'll be solid, and he'll definitely finish in the top 10 this year as far as running backs go. But that's my Tier 3 list. Nile, um, take it away with your Tier 2. Moving on to my second tier, i got to start off with Cam Akers. Cam Akers is my guy. I love Cam Akers. Um, I've drafted him in as many leagues as I can. Tremendous upside to him. Still relatively young. Um, came back last year in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct on that, do you know? He did, yes. Didn't play too much, but he was back in the playoffs. Still, nonetheless, you know, that running back core and even that team for the Rams, very good. I mean, they won a Super Bowl for a reason. Still this year, I'm liking him tremendously. Um, I think he is going to get enough touches to um, at least have success as far as fantasy purposes are concerned. The biggest area of concern with Cam Akers has always been his injuries and his young career. So keep an eye on that. I put Aaron Jones slash A.J. Dillon at my second tier. Um, Both running backs for the Packers I think are relatively good. Um, About the same, you know, obviously different. Um, A.J. Dillon, more of a bulldozer kind of back. Aaron Jones, more shifty. But both, I think, are decently good, at least um, Aaron Jones specifically in the pass-catching game and running game. Um, depends on what the Packers decide to um, you know, attack more this year. I do like Aaron Jones more than A.J. Dillon for this reason alone this year is the fact that Devontae Adams is no longer there and Rodgers needs a reliable target he can throw to. So as far as PPR is concerned, Aaron Jones will get more um, catches. But A.J. Dillon... Um, as long as he's in the game, can do the same as well. I just like Aaron Jones more from a talent perspective there. Another kind of grouping here, I'm going to put Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Even though you do not like Zeke, um, I'm still holding on to hope for Zeke, even though I probably shouldn't. Um, but Tony Pollard as well, a very good running back for the Cowboys. Honestly, some can make the argument that Tony Pollard is better than Zeke Elliott. I'd I still believe so. I'd, I'd still so. go with Zeke, even though people like you think Tony Pollard is better. Zeke has shown um, that what he's capable of. Obviously, he is continuously gaining weight. um, And, you know, his hair product, whatever he puts in his hair every day, is continuously growing. Um, But still, either or is a good choice. If I'm drafting, as far as fantasy is concerned, um, I'm still drafting Zeke very high. And uh, Tony Pollard is another option as well. I'm going to put Najee Harris here in the second tier. Najee really broke out into the scene last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, obviously great runner, but also great pass catcher. PPR is concerned. Um, I love Najee Harris, and I'm going to put him high on my draft boards this year. I'm definitely going to be drafting him if he becomes available because he is, um, I guess you, you have more of an idea, but I feel like he is that main running back there in Pittsburgh. As you look at some teams um, like the Cowboys, for example, um, now more than like recently, the Packers, who really established himself on a two-man system. I feel like in Pittsburgh, it's more just the Najee Harris show, which I love to see. Cordero Patterson, I put him here at the second tier. Um, You put him pretty low, which kind of shocked me uh, more than anything. I've liked Cordero Patterson, especially where he's at in his career. You know, he's had a very interesting career. He's played for about a million teams, um, which is something that a lot of players don't really do. Um, But on top of that, playing for the Falcons, he's a very versatile player. I mean, he can run the ball. He can play receiver. Hell, he could probably play quarterback. He could play – he's like a Taysom Hill but not a quarterback, Taysom Hill, like more of a running back wide receiver is going to be in the special teams game. He does it all. He holds the NFL record for the longest kick return touchdown. He is a really good player. That wouldn't help fantasy. I was just noting that how versatile he is. Fantasy purposes concerned. I mean, he's everywhere. He's going to get tons of points. His production did fall off a little bit towards the end of last year. Um, Obviously at the beginning of the year and even the middle stages, he just broke out. Did fall a little bit, but I expected to bounce right back up. The Falcons really don't have anybody too great. You have Kyle Pitts, sure. Quarterbacks up in the air. Calvin Ridley suspended. So 
Cordero Patterson, I think his production is going to be huge this year, and he has relatively stayed healthy, knocking on wood here, um, and I think that's going to continue to be the same. I'm going to go with Brees Hall here. Um, I did forget somehow to mention Michael Carter. I have Michael Carter at the third tier, um, but both kind of intercept with one another. Brees Hall, I believe, is going to be that lead running back, at least to start for the Jets. Brees Hall was my number one running back in this year's draft class, and as far as running backs are concerned, I really feel like two or three running backs out of each draft class end up being really good stars. And this is going to be one of them. The Jets look really good. They're really young. Um, they're starting to build something there. Michael Carter had a really good year for the Jets last year, and I think that's going to continue to be the same if he does get the touches, which is the only concerning part. I don't know how the Jets are going to manage this Brees Hall-Michael Carter situation, but either or, if you do have to pick between one, I would pick between Brees Hall, or pick Brees Hall over Michael Carter, but you really can't go wrong with either. One of those things that's going to be interesting to see midway through the year on who's kind of doing better and who's getting more touches, all that stuff, and uh, we'll see what happens there. DeAndre Swift, um, maybe putting him a little higher than people would expect, but still, if you look at that Lions roster, he's really the only running back. Yeah, the Lions have more options at wide receiver this year, which is I'm actually really glad to see because they really just sucked last year. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that because they ended up beating the Vikings, but still, DeAndre Swift is that lead running back. Um, again, a lot of these running backs, um, very good for PPR purposes. Definitely DeAndre Swift is going to be a big part of that too. If they can get the running game going, which I think that is a must, and obviously Dan Campbell has stressed, um, I liked uh, DeAndre Swift's production moving forward especially at the beginning stages of the year um, when the quarterbacks and the new wide receivers are trying to establish those connections james robinson and travis etignette um another kind of pair i'm putting at the second tier the jags um interesting interesting team etignette was my number two running back this year um, and james robinson we all know what he did when he broke out into the scene not too long ago James Robinson, um, I believe, is going to be the number two running back, if I'm not mistaken. I think Etienne's going to get the start um, over um, him there. But still, both running backs, I wouldn't be surprised if they split time for the most part. Um, you know, you see that with a lot of teams. I think overall, um, James Robinson's more of a goal line running back compared to Etienne, um, who could definitely um, run it on first and second down and get those kind of uh, screen passes or other receptions between the two. So I do expect more production from Etienne over Robinson, but James Robinson's one of those guys that really you can not go wrong with if you're stuck with in the draft. And then finally to round out my second tier, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Um, you touched base on it in the third tier. You know, that's a good point you mentioned about the court case. I was not thinking about that at all, and that is one of those things that you want to keep an eye on, especially as your fantasy draft nears. Um, you mentioned, um, I can't confirm, but I'm going to trust you on this one, that there is no suspension um, that's going to look like is going to happen. But that can always change on the blink of an eye. So be very curious about that. Nonetheless, if he's able to play this year, I really like Alvin Kamara. And I normally would put him on my first tier. But ever since um, Drew Brees has retired from the Saints, Kamara has always scared, scared me. Because Drew Brees knew that Alvin Kamara was going to be a vital factor for his offense. Alvin Kamara's... All those catches that he used to get in PPR came from Drew Brees. He could get 10 catches a game just because Drew Brees knew how important it was to establish the running back position. Last year, Kamara relatively stayed healthy, but the quarterbacks were all over the place. He had Jameis Winston for a period of time. Taysom Hill, Ian Book was even thrown into the mix, and they were trying to get Drew Brees back. So a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position can definitely hurt a running back. And really, I just don't like Kamara as much without Drew Brees as with Jameis Winston. Do I think Jameis Winston's going to have a good year? Sure. Do I think he'll establish him um, in the passing game? Sure. But nobody will ever get Kamara's full potential out of him other than Drew Brees. And I think without Drew Brees, Kamara is still a really good fantasy running back and somebody that you're going to need to take. But be wary that he's not going to get those five, six extra points um, at receptions. He's probably going to be known for more as running game or just the bigger yards that he'll get from those shorter amount of receptions. Okay. Well, Niall redeemed himself there with his tier two list. Um, big list. I still like it. And I like his handcuffs there. I think Etienne and James Robinson will be a really interesting um, back duo. We'll see what happens this year. A lot of people are saying Etienne gets a lot of the work, but I, James Robinson is still a really good running back. I want to mind. I want to touch base on that quickly before I let you go into tier two. It almost wouldn't be a worst case scenario if you end up getting both 
um, to start the year because there is so much uncertainty there in Jacksonville with the running backs. And let's say, for example, you draft Etienne over Robinson and Robinson, but some reason becomes the main man and you're screwed. Um, maybe after week three or four, we'll kind of see more of an establishment there. So if you're looking for a running back to kind of fill up your draft boards that you're not really going to need until the bye weeks happen, I definitely think you should pick up both and just kind of see how it plays out and then make a decision from there because you're not going to need them. Bye weeks don't start to like week four. So that is one of those running back combinations that is just really up in the air right now. And I think you should draft both just to be safe because if you draft one and the other one has success, you might be screwed. So that was just a quick note I wanted to add there. No, it's no doubt. They're definitely not guys you want to be relying on to carry your team, but they're definitely guys you want to take a chance on because they could be really good for your team. Um, especially if one accidentally goes down, the other one's going to take all the carries. Um, and that's really rare to find right now. And that's the tier two and tier one. That's what I've got is the guys that are getting almost all the carries minus about two of them. So the first guy I got is Joe Mixon. I could not believe that Joe Mixon was he in your third tier or was he in your fourth tier? Yeah, he was my number one on my third tier. So he was like on the cusp of second tier. But I still okay. 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 So that's, that's fine. I didn't know if he was on the edge of your thing. Um, Joe Mixon is in my mind, a guy that could easily finish in top three running backs. He did last year. He was a top three running back. The offense only got better. They improved their offensive line, and he performed at a high level, averaging 15 points per game. And he wasn't even – he didn't even have a good offensive line. And they made that crazy run, and Joe Mixon was a very big part of that. So he's definitely a guy I would want on my team. I won't be able to get him in one of my leagues, but hopefully in the second one I might be able to. Next guy is Delvin Cook. Now – I know some people might not say this is a hot take, and I know Niall won't, but I think Dalvin is the most, one of, or if not the most, like just the safest options in the draft. Now, I say this because Dalvin Cook has finished top 15 in like the last four years he's played, three years he's played, four years, whatever it is. Um, And 15 is only saying because he had 15 one year. The other two he finished in the top five. Dalvin Cook is insane. Um... And the thing is, if Delvin goes down, which he will at some point in the season, it just depends on for how long, might be a couple weeks, you've got to automatically handcuff Madison. Madison is literally a Delvin Cook that just doesn't have the starting job. Those two <laughs> running backs, I, they're good. They're really, really good. And I would say they're, he's definitely the safest pick in the draft, especially with his handcuff ability. You just got to make sure if you draft Delvin, you draft Madison because if someone else takes him, that is such good trade bait. So that's another thing. Just think about the logistics and all of it. The next guy I have is Austin Eckler. Eckler is just a guy you wish could get more carries, but he doesn't. Um, he only had 200 carries last year. If you look on the list of attempts, let's see. He is – wow. He is – Holy crap. He's 14th in, as far as carries go in front of running backs, in front of all kinds of guys. But guess what? He is so efficient, finished RB2. He is one of the best pass catchers, and I think they're going to continue to pass a bunch. And he has also said directly that he does not want as many carries in the past. He's trying to pull the Todd Gurley card. Now, that could be really bad for him as far as fantasy owners go. It could be healthy. Obviously, as long as he stays healthy, that's all that matters. But nonetheless, he is a really good running back, and he's such a versatile catching back, really solid. Now, the next guy I got on my cusp, I couldn't put him at RB1 because those are my top three running backs, but it's Najee. Najee Harris, um, Niall touched on it earlier. I didn't get to fully talk about it. Um, he's, he's that guy in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is a team where they go all in on their running backs. They don't have split carry times. You're the running back. You're going to get all the carries. He had over 300 last year. He came in second as far as carries go. And he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Um, I think his numbers go up this year personally. He did rush for over 1,200 yards. And I think that does go up as far as his touchdowns go as well. So he's a really – he's a guy I wouldn't reach for if you have like a top three draft pick. But if you have a middle to late round draft pick, he is so perfect for your team. Um 
so yeah, that, that's my tier two list. I'm really excited about those guys. Those are guys now in tier two and tier one that are clear cut RB ones in my mind, and they are guys that can, that can win win you championships. Yeah, I agree with that there. Um, I agree with some of your arguments when you talk about um, having the kind of RB1 or your top three running backs. Um, I kind of went a different approach, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I didn't put three running backs in my top seven. I rather kind of thought about it as like an eight-man league and thought of the seven best running backs that you should draft um, regardless of your draft position. So that's kind of where I went there. But at the same time, at the RB1, um, whoever, if it's your RB1 or the team's RB1, they're still really good running backs. So don't over or don't underestimate that um, in general because there is that is your best running back, and they still are really good running backs. So rounding out the bottom of my Tier 1 list, I went with Saquon Barkley. Now, there is definitely a lot of kind of question marks with Saquon, and there has been throughout his career. It's not necessarily his talent. We all know he's one of the better talented running backs. I mean, coming out of Penn State – I know you've watched him, um, you know, probably beat down on Ohio State. I've watched him beat down on Iowa. His talent is through the roof. I mean, this guy has tons of talent. Injuries have plagued him his entire career, and that's something that um, really is kind of disappointing to just see that injuries have um, derailed him throughout his career. But but still, I really like Saquon this year and kind of where his um, ability has been. If you look at that Giants running back core, um, there really is nobody on the running back list besides Saquon Barkley. Sure, Matt Breida is listed as the number two running back right now, um, but really is he going to get some carries? No, not really. I mean, he'll get some to make sure that Saquon stays safe. Um, But Gary Brightwell and Antonio Williams are definitely not going to. So I like Saquon, even though his injury risk is – is concerning, I think, with how bad the quarterbacks play. I mean, the Giants are bound to get some offense at some point. I think they're going to lean more to the running game and uh, Saquon Barkley. Austin Eckler is another player that rounds out my first tier. There were some question marks about if I wanted to put him at tier two, but Eckler is just one of those players that you just have to draft. I mean, yeah, similarly with Barkley, he does get injured here and there which is one of the reasons why I think yeah, he kind of said that he wants less carries. But in reality, he got like zero carries last year. As an Austin Eckler fantasy owner in two leagues, I would go through a heart attack on a weekly basis and he'd still put up 30, 40 points just because of his pass catching ability. Obviously, um, the Chargers would split time with running backs, but I think with the loss of Justin Jackson, who was ba- basically, in my opinion, his main um competition at the running back position I think is definitely going to be a big step forward for Eckler even if he wants to back away from the uh, attention or the carries I think with the loss of Justin Jackson it helps um, Eckler be in that lineup more snaps throughout the game which can lead to two or three more added points so I'm still a big believer in him Nick Chubb I love Nick Chubb I've always liked Nick Chubb Um, he's been one of those players that's consistent you know he doesn't necessarily um, getting himself into trouble or run into too much injury concern. And he splits time really well with Kareem Hunt and still puts up tremendous numbers um, for the Browns at, at the running back position and also for fantasy owners as well. Currently ranked around the number eight running back. So he is going to be a one of those first running backs that you draft off the board. And I just like his upside, no matter what, um, what round you're able to draft him in, whether it's the first or second round. Jonathan Taylor, um, I'm putting in here too. The top four I have is in the no particular order. It's just the way I put him in. Probably the number one running back going into this year's draft. I would put a slight argument and probably put Derrick Henry at the number one. Um, I'm not saying I'd put him at the number one, I should say. I say it's between Derrick Henry and uh, Jonathan Taylor. And hell, Christian McCaffrey in there too. But honestly, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he averages like 30 carries a game, 180 yards, three touchdowns. The Colts make an emphasis on running the football, and they're going to continue to do the same. There's not much to talk about there other than he's a stud. McCaffrey, big area of concern is his injuries. But the addition of Baker Mayfield, you know, whoever wins that job there, he's going to be a great pass-catching running back, and he's going to run the ball effectively. He's the only bright spot on that offense. Everyone knows that. The big area of concern is to stay healthy. Derrick Henry, um, I'm going to, you know, probably – I don't know what, I mean, I'd probably take Jonathan Taylor at number one, but Derrick Henry's a similar boat. The thing that differentiates the, the, the difference, the two is obviously Jonathan Taylor is way, um, way, way shimmier or quicker compared to Henry, but Henry is still able to run the ball effectively. Um, and also he's got that massive body to just truck people and, and run over for a couple extra yards. 
and not putting him at my first running back, but I figured I'd end the running back talk to my boy, Delvin Cook. I love Delvin Cook. Um, there is a lot of concern with Delvin Cook, however, just because of his injuries too, but also because um, Alexander Madison, um, you know, McDonald, or I keep saying McDonald. Golly, O'Donnell, sorry. Whatever his name is. I don't know why I always think of – whatever I hear his name, I think of Ronald McDonald. Nonetheless, he has said um, that – Alexander Madison is going to get more touches as well, just because um, obviously he's like you mentioned, Dalvin Cook Jr. They look the exact same. Um, the only difference is one's the first running back and one's the second. But also that might hurt his production a little bit. And here's the only area of concern with Cook: when he's on and the Vikings are on, he's great. But when the Vikings are off as a team, he is like horrible. It's like literally Zach Moss is probably better than Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook will get like two points, literally like two points, when the Vikings are that off. Their offense is so off. I don't see that happening this much this year. Um, there is a new emphasis on the offense and the air attack, and getting those PPR points is going to be huge. But I love Devin Cook, and uh, if I see him when I'm about to draft, I'm obviously going to draft him. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I only got three guys on my list here that we touched on. I'm going to finish it off with um, Derrick Henry as the first one, and I am going to – and the entire time I've been talking, I've gone 42-1. Third guy on my list is Derrick Henry. Now, Henry obviously can finish RB1. He's that kind of guy. It's really just – I'm so – whenever I see a guy get hurt the season before, I just am so skeptical. But Derrick Henry's a freak of nature. So, I mean, if you look at the stats, right, he finished as RB2020 or 22 in PPR leagues, and he was hurt week six, I believe it was. So that's just absurd. Um He's a great, great player, and he'll get you your running. And I think the fact that the Titans have actually lost wide receivers, it's going to just know – you'll know that he's going to run. And some people will give the argument that it's actually worse for him because now all they're going to do is plan for the run. But that's all I did in the first place. I know they lost A.J. Brown and that play-action ability. Um, but you still have Derrick Henry, and everyone knew that he was going to run, and he still – when they're in the red zone, you know who they're giving the ball to. It's him. So, Derrick Henry, first out of those three guys, I really like, and I'm really questioning if I, if I want to take him at my two pick in one of my leagues. Second guy, Christian McCaffrey. Now, everyone knows he's been injured the last what, two seasons. Yeah. Um, but if he plays at full potential and he plays with Baker now, Baker created – if Baker was a quarterback to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, those two running backs had great efficiency the last two years. Now put him, put Christian McCaffrey on that team. It's I don't know if you put Baker Mayfield, sorry, with Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey is the only running back. If he plays and he stays healthy, he will be RB one just because he has so much upside as a pass catcher and the fact that he's so quick and shifty. Now. He also is going to get carries, too. He's that kind of running back. Obviously, we've seen him play at full potential. He's really, 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 really good. Um, but he's got to stay healthy just like all these guys. But it just makes it a lot more concerning when he hasn't been healthy. And um, the last guy I got is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he was a beast last year. It's hard not to go with him as your number one option when he was the number one best player last year. 332 attempts. He almost had 2,000 yards. Like, he he was a beast last year, and I don't think anything changes um, this year, even though they do have Matt Ryan. So we'll see. This is the RBs, man. Now, do you want to do best value, worst value, sleeper bust, and MVP, or do you want to call it right here? I mean, we can do uh, we can do a best value, worst value, at least for sure. Um, they're kind of like one of those like budget backs or good kind of whatever. So let's go with my best value. So I do have a best value actually. Um, in this draft class, if you look at my tiers and I go for best value, low, lowest value, I do like to go um, for the best value towards the bottom of the, the pack just because they're kind of the more underrated players. And it's kind of one of those players that's a good bang for your buck. I'm going to go uh, with Travis Etienne, who is in my second tier. Um, you know, I just literally went on this field about how he is lower um, for my best value. But still, Etienne's shown tremendous upside. You know, obviously played for a very good team in college in Clemson. And he is going to be that main running back, I do believe, for the Jaguars. I think people more look at James Robinson and expect him to be the guy that really just um, is the only good player on that Jags team and just having that experience in the NFL. But Etienne is going to give you a solid 13 to 15 points a game. Um, at least to start the year and potentially higher to the 
lower 20s, um, depending on you know how much time he gets to James Robinson. There is a little very concern at the beginning of the year. They're expected to be a little bit more kind of split heavy that we've been talking about. But I still think my best value running back is going to be eating yet. As far as my worst value running back goes, I'm going to go um, with – go ahead. I should say Zach Moss, but I'm not going to be like that guy. I'm going to go uh, with DeAndre Swift. I did put him again in my second tier. Um, there is just too much question marks with DeAndre Swift. I do believe he is going to be a good running back, but with the way the Lions operate and how bad they've been, there is just some area of concern. Sure, they got more weapons, but their offensive line is still doo-doo. And having a bad offensive line really is going to um, affect the running game. So I am going to go with DeAndre Swift here. Even though I would draft him, I do think it is a little bit too high risk um, to draft him and, and hopefully have success. Okay, well, my best value guy is going to be James Conner. He's a guy that's going to go, in my mind, either late second round, late, late second round, or early to mid third round. And he's a guy I think could finish as an RB1, as he did last year, RB1 material. So he's definitely my best value guy. Definitely, like Matt said, he's a bang for your buck type guy. The next guy, worst value, is just – it's got to be Zeke. It's got to be Zeke once again. He is just – he gets drafted really high in these drafts. To be – he have the amount of carries and the amount of field time he has um, – He's just not worth the value at his, at his average draft position. So he's definitely worse out there. I'm going to throw my sleeper bus and MVP out there just for shits and giggles. I'm doing um, that I, after. I just went with the two oh. first. So you go ahead and do your three, and then I'll do mine to end it off. Okay, okay. So we got sleeper. I would say my sleeper of sleepers is Marlon Mack. I think this dude, I don't know why. I just – I got a chub for him. I'm not going to lie. Not Nick, not Nick Chubb, but a Marlon Mack chub. I am really excited to see what he does this year. I, I'm really high. I know they have Rex Burkhead there too. But on a team that's not good, I think that David Mills could really dump the ball off to a guy that's really quick. So he's my sleeper upon sleepers. We'll see. He's a guy you get in just as your fifth, fourth running back. and Just see what happens. He, that's why they're called sleepers, right? And um, my biggest bust um, – I would say my biggest bust out of these guys as I look at the list, I didn't prep for this, would be – I don't know. I'll have to get back to it. I don't actually know, to be honest. An MVP I've got is Christian McCaffrey. I am praying to the Christ Christian above in me that he stays healthy all year long. He's the MVP. He's going to get the most work altogether. Now, let me just throw a name out there because why not? Um, I think the bust of the year is Javante Williams. He is a guy that's getting drafted really, really high right now, and I do not think he's going to produce at the levels that they think he will, and I think he won't get that many carries. Boom, bada bang, Niall, let's hit it. I'm going to go for my bust with David Montgomery. I've never liked Bears, Bears running backs, and I just think, again, similarly to DeAndre Swift, the Bears are just not a good team. They're kind of rebuilding and building up to have success down the line, especially on the offensive side of things. So if you're a fantasy owner, I'd shy away from him. Sleeper, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. A lot of people are kind of doubting him, which respectively so, because I've doubted him the last three years. And honestly, I say this every year with Miles Sanders. I really do. So I'm probably going to go out and draft Miles Sanders again and be disappointed. But I'm going to hold on to hope that at least the sleeper point of view, um, with the way that they've kind of established the running game in Philadelphia, he's going to get the enough carries to, uh, to have success. And my MVP is going to be Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy's just a beast. He missed a lot of last year with his foot injury. I knocking on wood. Hopefully, he stays healthy the entire year. And I do think if he does, he will be the best player, um, or at least running back position in fantasy. With a close second, Jonathan Taylor. One quick note I wanted to add as I was um, looking at my phone for some of my notes I had. Uh, Zach Wilson heads to the locker room after a non-contact knee injury versus the Eagles. That's something that is going to be on a lot of people's minds, especially Jets fans. This is kind of a live breaking news sort of thing um, with the truth. And so I wanted to point that out there just because we were talking about quarterbacks, but still we have brought up Zach Wilson and he has gone to the locker room with a non-contact knee injury, which if people do know, that does not necessarily mean good news. So want to keep that out there. But anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off today? No, it's um, 7.30 my time, and I'm just feeling electric after this running back show. I honestly want to do the wide receiver show right now. So, um, yeah, it was a fun show. I liked all these guys on this list. I'm really excited. This Obviously, this is my favorite position by a long shot. 
I love watching wide receivers run in the end zone and just get catches out of the backfield and just take over. So we'll see who ends up on top this year. Um, you've got Derrick Henry. I've got Christian McCaffrey. We'll see who ends up as RB1 at the end of the season. Um, otherwise, it was a great show. Yeah, I want to add a quick note before we head off here. Um, I do want to point out a good fact. Ben did bring up a good point, especially towards the bottom of tiers for running backs. There is a lot of uncertain names. The bottom line is running backs nowadays come at a premium. There is only a few, a very few amount of running backs that are the legitimate lead man in their team. Um, and even the running back twos, for that matter, they are hard to come by. So if you are a fantasy owner, draft running backs. Do not worry about wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, etc. This is the prime position for fantasy football. And especially when you get into those fourth and fifth tier running backs, there is a lot of uncertainty. So I wanted to put that quick note out there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, feel free to like, comment, share, whatever you guys do. I'm not too sure, but we do appreciate the support. Make sure you follow the Twitter on Truth at the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value I know you don't want to miss. We appreciate the uh, you guys tuning into this show. We hopefully... Hopefully you guys did tune in to yesterday's show, quarterbacks, and then tomorrow's show, the wide receivers, before we round things out with the tight ends, defenses, and place kickers. Until next time, it is your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, joined once again by Ben Carter. Signing out. Peace. Take care and good night. Adios.